are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We're going to recap what we saw last night on The Bachelor. I've got your first information regarding this year's Reality Steve fan appreciation party in Las Vegas. We have a Mike Fleiss tweet that once again amounted to nothing. And TJ Holmes' ex-wife puts out an Instagram post that I think may be a sign of something. We'll dive into that in a little bit. And we'll get to that momentarily. As you know, this podcast brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle of yours. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Also, if you love The Real Housewives, then get ready for some Real House Guys because Friday nights on MTV have gotten fabulous. Don't miss The Real Friends of WeHo, all part of MTV's new Friday nights after New Paul, after RuPaul's Drag Race, Fridays at 8, 9 Central on MTV. And if you love Jersey Shore, get ready because this season is going to be the biggest family vacation ever. You don't want to miss it. Make sure to watch Jersey Shore Family Vacation. New season premieres this Thursday, January 26th, 8, 7 Central on MTV. All right. So before we discuss last night's episode, just want to get started with a couple things site-wise. Get your reader emails in for tomorrow. Email me at steve at realitysteve.com or hit me up on a Twitter DM or Instagram DM. Any questions, comments, thoughts you may have uh, about the show or anything anything you want to talk about, uh, get it to me today. It'll be in tomorrow's reader emails column. Those are up every Wednesday during the season. And I have information in regarding this year's Reality Steve Fan Appreciation Party, the seventh annual one held in Las Vegas. It is going to be Friday, June 2nd. It's going to be at Mandalay Bay. Yet again, six of the seven years now will be at Mandalay Bay. And it is, for people that don't know about this, it is a party that I throw every year for readers and listeners as a thank you uh, for supporting the site and supporting the podcast. It is free of charge. It is open to anyone who wants to come, but I have a limited amount of space to throw the party. So I expect to have in that room, people that have been to the party in the past, it's going to be in the same room that I've always had it in can usually get about 80 to 90 in there. And that is the plan. Once again, for Friday, June 2nd, Mandalay Bay, you don't have to stay at Mandalay Bay. You can stay wherever you want, but here's how it works in regards to who is allowed to come. Like I said, anybody can come. However, it is very easy for Vegas locals to say five months in advance, Hey, I want to go. And I will hold about 20 to 25 spaces right off the bat for Vegas locals. So the first 20 to 25 Vegas locals that say they want in, you will be on the guest list. All I ask is that you don't flake because as I put you on the guest list, I'm holding other people out that definitely are coming. So I just, I need you to promise that you'll show up. Then I have I leave spaces open for out-of-state people because if they're going to make the effort to buy a plane ticket and fly into Vegas, I have to give them priority. So if you are flying in your 
confirmation to get on the guest list is just to show me your flight itinerary because I just feel that most people aren't going to cancel a flight, even though it is possible. I know stuff comes up, but if you book a flight and you take up spots and I put you on the guest list, please do everything in your power to make sure you come to the party. If you don't need to fly, but you have to drive in because you're close enough, your confirmation to be on the guest list is hotel itinerary and show me that you booked a hotel. Um, or you may be staying somewhere, but just let me know. So this stuff fills up pretty quickly sometimes. I mean, it's, it's hit and miss, but if you're interested in coming, I would definitely let me know as soon as you can. Email me at steve at realitysteve.com. It is a just about a three-hour party on that Friday night, June 2nd. It is in the room. There is a raffle. Everyone gets a ticket when they arrive. We do a raffle for money and prizes. There is an open beer and wine bar all night, and there's a little bit of food there as well, and it's just a way for everyone who follows the site to just get together and mingle. And um, like I said, it's a thank you to my readers and my listeners for the support over the years. This is the seventh annual one. Started this in 20, what, 15? So 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Yeah, and then didn't have one in 20, didn't have one in 2021 because of COVID. And we had... um, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Uh, That's five years. Yeah, didn't have one in 20, didn't have one in 21. And then in 22, we had one. So last year was number six. This year is number seven. So anybody who's interested, email me. And um, you will be officially on the guest list once a flight is booked and or a hotel room is booked. And if you're a Vegas local, just tell me your name and who's coming. I just need the names of everybody that's coming and we go from there. So can look forward to that in about five months. I always try and start promoting it in January because I know it fills up pretty quickly. So if you're interested, definitely give me a heads up. Even if you can't book your flight right away and you know maybe you're going to book it this weekend or next week, just let me know like, hey, I want to come. These are the people that are coming with me and I will send over my itinerary once it's booked. So let's talk about last night's episode, episode one of The Bachelor. And I know I say this every season, but I mean, there is just not a whole hell of a lot of different things you can do with episode one. It is literally the same thing every single season, just with a different cast. You get the intro of who The Bachelor is. You get an intro of some of the video packages of who some of the women are. Then you get the women arriving and the limo entrances. You get about a 45-minute cocktail party. And then you get a rose ceremony. I mean, that is all you really can do on the first night. Outside of, you know, the the trick they pulled on Caitlin and Britt season where the guys had to vote. I mean, this is really the same thing. First episode, you know, Sean Lowe comes and talks to him. We've, we've seen plenty of former leads come and talk to the new lead, whether it's one person or a group of people. I mean, that was nothing new. It's it's just this. It's a lot of the same stuff. I mean, you have to admit that there's really nothing, really nothing new that they can do. Now, the one thing that I thought maybe they might do that was a little bit new. And I guess we should never get sucked into anything that Mike Fleiss tweets. But Mike Fleiss tweeted about two hours before the show. He said, major announcement regarding The Bachelor. Tonight's season premiere will feature constant and potentially annoying identification of the cast members. And so when I saw that, I'm like, huh, interesting. Maybe, as Susanna Summers, Bachelor Data, and I spoke about last week, 
they started tagging their contestants on the Bachelor Instagram page. So I was like, huh, maybe this means that when they show the woman's name on the screen with their age and their city and their job, maybe underneath that it would have their Instagram account, which other shows do. Plenty of other shows do it. Like, this is the only show that doesn't promote their contestants. Um, maybe I missed something, but did you see or notice anything different about last night's episode that Mike Fleiss claims was constant identification of the cast members? I sure didn't. I didn't notice anything different. So if I miss something, by any by all means, let me know. Fill me in. But I certainly didn't see or hear anything different on last night's episode in regards to constantly identifying who the women were. When they're on screen, yeah, they usually have their name in the cryon underneath it with their job and age and city, but it wasn't anything out of the ordinary. So unless I miss something, please let me know what you thought of that. But from what I remember last night, and watching that episode, I I for sure, when I saw Fleiss's tweet, thought, huh, maybe they're going to add the Instagram handles underneath the women's names. Nope. Didn't do it. So I have no idea what he's talking about. And that's kind of par for the course when we talk about Mike Fleiss, you know? If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So you had your standard intro, Zach, video package. We learned a couple things about him. He was in a band called Public Disturbance in high school. Okay. (laughs) He spoke with Sean, the only bachelor who was married to the final girl that he chose. 26 previous bachelor seasons, there is one guy that is married to the final girl that he chose, and that is Sean Lowe. So maybe that's why they brought him on. I don't know. We saw the women... This was something different that they did, but not too different. We've seen uh, video footage in the past of the women getting excited about who the Bachelor is, but they had the women, I guess, film themselves the night of the After the Final Rose where Zach was announced. However, (laughs) um, yeah, some hadn't left yet, and some definitely were still at home. But it was... Look, I, I know these women. I'm not saying all the women follow me, but I had already announced that Zach was going to be the bachelor. And then every other outlet announced it as well. So these women watching at home, those videos were obviously curated and they were acting because they all knew that Zach was going to be the bachelor. This was nothing new. They weren't. I know they showed them watching the after the final rose when they brought him out. 
but it was known well before that that he was the bachelor so getting these you know not saying they weren't excited for him but when you already know and yet the videos are trying to make it seem like they're seeing for the first time who the bachelor is it's like okay we get it now eight women got intro packages and intro videos uh two of the eight are in the final four which is pretty standard bachelor data has a graph up going back i believe the last 10 seasons on hey in those intro packages that we see at the beginning of the season usually there are at least one if not two if not three if not one time there was four i think peter's season it was oh no it was either peter no nick season on nick season they showed intro packages and uh, in those intro packages all four women who got to his final four had intro packages and then matt james season none of them did and then in the middle, there's been one or two. So it's it usually averages out to about two. And two of the women who got intro packages last night make his final four, Charity and Katie. Uh, uh, Ariel and Gabby did not. But we got intro packages of Bailey, Catherine, Christina, like I said, Charity, Greer, Brooklyn, Brianna, and Katie. And one thing I noticed is none of those were actually... I mean, they were really just solid intro packages. It wasn't anything goofy. It wasn't anything overly stupid. It was, you know, they were cheesy, but all of them are, are, are cheesy because you have to, like, be walking around your city in a contemplative mode while they say, while we hear a voiceover of you saying you, you've had trouble finding love and all that. Like, that stuff is standard. But there was nothing in any of the video packages where the women were doing something stupid and, like, going overboard or saying things or doing something in regards to their job. In fact, I didn't even notice any weird jobs this season. Did you? And then as for the limo entrances, again, they toned it down a lot. Yes, there were some that were... Usually we have way more where it's like they didn't actually arrive out of the limo. They either, you know, showing up on something. Outside of Christina showing up on a party bus and Mercedes coming in with a pig... I think everyone else stepped out of the limo. So two out of 30 coming in completely separate, unless I'm missing something. Um, no, I think they all came out of a limo, except for Mercedes with when she walked up the driveway with her pig and Christina on the party bus. So, yeah, that was different. And nobody... Even those two weren't all that, like, outlandish. I mean, we've had some really stupid ones in the past. You know which ones we're talking about. There have been some really dumb ones in the past. These were just, most of them got out of the limo, and then most of them, when they were up there talking to Zach, did, you know, said or had maybe a little gift, like Gabby had her maple syrup from Vermont, and Kylie showed up with a megaphone, and like a... Leka kicked, licked his ear. Uh, Greer had a New York coffee with her. Davia brought a champagne bottle. I mean, that's nothing crazy, you know? We've seen way crazier introductions. And that's probably a good thing because the introductions out of the limo, when they go really off the wall with them, they're just stupid. Nobody's really ever come up with anything remotely creative. It's just stuff to make people stand out. And there wasn't anything last night that made me go, oh, wow, they're going to stand out. Or someone doing something totally off the wall to draw attention to themselves. I just didn't, I, I really didn't think that was it. I think, oh, there was one other girl, uh, Vanessa, came up the driveway throwing uh, beads because she's from Louisiana and she had a trumpet 
uh, guy playing the trumpet. So that was the only other one. So three of the 30 uh, did not come out of the limo. Everyone else walked out of the limo and either said something or had a, a little small gimmick, but that was it. One thing that I tweeted out last night that I noticed about Zach, and and this isn't a bad thing. It's just something I noticed because I've noticed when I've watched back my Instagram lives at times, and it's something I do, and I don't even realize I'm doing it until I watch back my Instagram lives, and that is he closes his eyes a lot when he talks, and I do the same exact thing, and I don't even realize I'm doing it. I have It's like... I watch it back and I'm like, God, why can't I continue to keep my eyes open? And it's usually when I'm like thinking of something, but you can't do that. But I have no training in TV. That's probably why I do it. I've just not, I'm not used to being on camera, which I'm fine with. I'm much more comfortable behind a microphone. But yeah, I cannot just not close my eyes when trying to get a sentence out or thinking or whatever the case may be when I'm looking directly at a camera. And Zach does the same exact thing. He does it a lot. You'll probably, if you didn't notice it last night, you'll probably look for it now, but he definitely closes his eyes a lot when he talks. And like I said, it's not because he doesn't know what to say or he's stumbling over his words. It's just kind of like me. It just kind of happens. And it's weird because like I said, I don't know that I'm doing it. I have no, it doesn't seem like I'm doing it. I'm not, I never catch myself doing it in the middle of doing it, but I know I do it because I've watched back some of my Instagram lives. And if you see anything on my Instagram lives or my old ones that I used to do with Ashley Spivey, I close my eyes a lot and it bothers me. So when I'm watching Zach now, like, sorry, Zach, um, but it bothers me that you close your eyes when you talk. But trust me, I'm right there with you because it bothers me when I saw myself do it. And I look at myself on my Instagram lives. I'm like, God, why do I do that? And I, and I don't know. I, I think I think a lot has to do with the fact that I have no training in television. And I've never had to look at a camera and speak and not have my eyes wander when I'm trying to think of something to say. It's very hard for me to not look away or, I guess, you know, close my eyes. So that's just why I do it. It's just very, very weird. So that's the limo entrances. And then the last hour of the show, obviously the cocktail party. My column will be up as you know, I always write a recap of the episodes. It'll be up around about two hours from the time this podcast is released. So go look for that on my website. We'll talk about Madison and just the bizarreness of her behavior last night. The women that Zach spoke to who stuck out stuff like that. Um, I just think, you know, it was a pretty basic first night. There was not a lot of drama in the mansion night one. I mean, outside of man, there was none outside of Madison. She was the only person who had any sort of quote unquote drama. And hers was more internal. She didn't have any beef with, with anybody else. It was just her acting really kind of clingy and, you know, first night there and she didn't get the attention that she wanted from Zach, the kiss that they had, she didn't like. And immediately she just was in tears uh, for most of the night, just wondering why it wasn't going so well with Zach and why he was touching and kissing other women. So clearly again, a producer probably got in her ear and probably coupled with some alcohol. She was overly emotional. um, But the way she reacted was a little bit much. People at home are sitting like, Oh my gosh, why are you getting so emotional over a guy you've literally talked to, three times in your life. 
you know. So probably had a lot more to do with wanted to lasting wanted to last long and all this stuff. But you know, uh, we I will talk about that in my column. So my column be up in a couple hours on realitysteve.com. Go uh, check that out. And to end this, I wanted to bring up a story in regards to T.J. Holmes, his ex-wife, spoke out yesterday and spoke out on Instagram. And just it was interesting because she um, reposted a message about how to comfort worried children. Uh, She shared a graphic from Save the Children via her Instagram story that read, What to do when a child is worried. Children may not share all their concerns because they do not want to upset you. She, his ex-wife, Marilee, is the chief uh, diversity officer for that nonprofit organization, which which, uh, protects and educates kids around the world. And then the caption for the image read, it's okay to not be okay. But sometimes kids may struggle to share what they're feeling Here are some tips from our experts to help children express their emotions and strengthen their mental well-being. So the fact that his ex-wife posted that is, again, everything that I've said about this issue from the very get-go is he doesn't seem to care about how this may affect others around him. I've never said he can't date Amy Robach. That's fine. But to do it so publicly, to do it so nonchalantly, to want seemingly flaunting it, on the internet when he has a, I believe his daughter's either 10 or 12, his daughter with, with Marilee. And now to see Marilee reposting that on Instagram yesterday, it's like, okay, I think, I think clearly this is probably affecting their daughter. And this was Marilee's message about it publicly without directly mentioning TJ's name because, okay, this is a way too coincidental to post that and repost that message from save the children. So, Anyway, thought that was interesting, and I, I just, we'll, we're probably going to get a definitive answer soon of what's going on with TJ and Amy and GMA. It definitely seems like they've been fired, but I think there's still more to come about what's going to happen and what the fallout is going to be. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Like I said, my column will be up in a couple hours recapping last night's episode. The Sports Daily is up an hour from now on that particular podcast feed. So check that out. More AFC and NFC Championship talk. Talk a little bit more about the Cowboys and some more stats and notes regarding the teams left and whatnot. So go check that out on the Sports Daily. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!